0: On today's show, we hear the remarkable life of Sydney Swans defender, Alira Aaliyah. As we celebrate World Refugee Week, we hear the incredible journey of fleeing Sudan to growing up in a refugee camp in Kenya before finding his way onto Australian shores. Aaliyah is very open and honest about his childhood experience and how he happened to find his way in Australia and playing the game of Aussie rules. An insightful and enlightening chat, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Alira Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Ali, Ali, welcome to the podcast, mate. Um, absolutely rapt to have you on.
1: Thanks for having me. Um, it's not every day you get to sit down with big sinkos and just have a conversation and talk about life.
0: Yeah, mate. I, I've I've been looking forward to get you on for a while, but you know, I have to say that you know you've been bugging me for a long time to, to get you on the podcast, and you know, I've had to do my due diligence on you, and you've wore me down, mate. So I've um, I've caved and um you've got your wish mate and you and you're now on the podcast
1: i know it's a privilege it's a privilege privilege to be here
0: in all seriousness great man i've um it is a real pleasure to have you on and i reckon you've got a really unique story to um you know to to tell me and also more importantly tell the uh, tell our listeners so it'd be fair to say that you're definitely from a um you have a more unique and and different background to a lot of other afl players um could you maybe share with us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and um your nationality and whatnot?
1: Yeah, um I'll be I'll be happy to. Um so I guess me, um my, my so my family is South Sudanese and um and I guess me and my younger brother we were born in a refugee camp in um in Kenya called Kakuma. So obviously there was a there was a bit of stuff going on back in, in Sudan. Um it was very unsafe, you know. Civil war and things like that. So, I guess the the best thing for our family, which um at the time you know my mother, my uncle, and that said, was you know for us to to be to leave Sudan because you know if we were to stay here, it's definitely unsafe. So, um we settled you know in, in in the refugee camp, and that and that's where myself and my younger brother DC were born. And and I guess um my 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 memory of um being in a refugee camp. Uh, believe it or not it was just it was a bit of fun um, you know obviously, there was a lot of things going on outside, but I guess um myself and my little brother being young and just being surrounded with your family, um, all we were doing was just you know having a bit of fun uh, kicking the ball around and just 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 so lucky to have our family there and um and so I guess well one of my special memories, I guess from the camp was um you know when we used to I guess the way we played soccer there Because uh, soccer obviously being the
0: national sport in Africa
1: um, You know, that's what everyone played for Everyone got it right. for, the, for the World
0: Cup And um, I guess Well, I've played soccer with you And, and you, you do rate yourself quite highly So, amongst <laughs> the boys you know, Sorry to interrupt, but continue <laughs> No, no, no
1: yeah. I, don't, I don't think I rate myself that highly yeah. I mean, there's a few guys that are probably ahead yeah. of me um, I'm probably yeah. As long as I'm ahead of you, I'm happy with that uh, I, I, I can say I'm better than
0: you at soccer That's true which so, you po- which? at the moment, you, <laughs> you don't seem too happy about. I'm the goalie, mate. So um, this, isn't about, this isn't about me. Um, this is about you. So so you're playing soccer in the refugee camp?
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess the way we'll um, make the soccer ball was um, we'll get a little balloon, um, blow it up, get some old clothes and just sort of, you know, wrap around it, wrap around it until it's sort of a soccer ball. But yeah, cool. um, we wouldn't just make one. We'll make probably three or four. And then, of course, obviously when we are playing there you're kicking in the bush and then pops and you're like shit <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's alright <laughs> and, like,
1: and you're like oh <laughs> we need another ball so we've learned from the first time we've played and then you know we would make a few extra ones and just keep them on the side in case that uh, that, that did happen again and then we'll pick up a, another ball and then go again and I guess um, that's probably one of the best memories of me mm-hmm. being in the camp um, in the refugee camp in and, and I guess the way we make our made our way to Australia was um was probably because um we, we had an uncle who lived out here, and um so we you know they were sort of communicating through you know the the guys who were in it, uh, who were taking care of all yep. the refugees and things like that the best way to go and and I think uh, from my memory chatting to my mother, I think it was either it was America or Australia those were the two places where you know I guess most refugees from you know our community usually go because they tend to have um guess because in where i'm from because i'm 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 a dinka man and we have so many tribes within our own dinka so yeah it's like
0: can i just ask what what does dinka mean dinka is that your your tribe
1: no no so 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 my tribe is agar and then dinka are the people Mm -hmm. and then so within that there are so many like little tribes so i'm i'm dinka agar there's dinka and it, it, it goes it goes on yeah right so it's it, it it it's a bit confusing to sort of explain but like um yeah it's just it's just sort of a tribe within a tribe if that makes sense yes so 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 say so we got the dinka people we got the you know like dinka Board, dinka God, and it, it it sort of it, it goes on and i guess the way i think they wanted it to work was just to have the same people in sort of the same camp if, if that makes sense just so they sort, yeah. sort of got along because it was refugees coming from obviously a different country and they didn't want to mix that up if if that made sense so we were mainly amongst our our own people that we spoke the same language and you know things like that so and yeah so from speaking with my mother i think it was either australia or 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 um america those Mm -hmm. were the, the two places and and i guess yeah speaking to my um well not me but obviously my mother's in that and my uncle speaking to my uncle out here to try and get all the paperwork and the process going um apparently it 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 didn't take as long as people thought um for us to sort of get accepted here
0: um is that rare though like so if i could imagine and this could be completely naive but refugee process could could take a long long time but you it seems like you were quite lucky to do the process quite quickly yeah
1: yeah we, yeah we were and i think i think now it's they, they've made it a lot tougher like it's not it's not it's not easy for them to accept refugees and for them to come in i mean i guess yeah we were we were the lucky ones that um the process was a lot easy and um it yeah it it, it doesn't necessarily ha- like happen a lot so i guess yeah like it's, um as i was saying like we're we're very lucky to to get accepted here and I think now they've really changed the whole process, even the citizenship process. Like, mm-hmm. it w- I think we got here 2003, and probably it was like two or three years later we got our citizenship. Where you know we had guys like I, I know people that've been here since what 98 or whatever, and it's just taking them taking them ages to sort of get get their process to get their citizenship here in Australia. And there's yeah, right. guys who are arriving or uh, they've got here 2009 and they still don't have the citizenship. They're just you know still working the process. So. I guess in terms of all of that, we're very lucky to to get the whole process going. Um, us coming here again, accepted into Australia, and then us becoming
0: Australian citizens. So yeah, um, we're very lucky in there. Yeah. So if we let's take you back to the refugee camp. I know you yeah. explained a lot about the memories with the soccer ball, yeah, and whatnot. But someone like myself, that's you know, I'm extremely lucky to have um, to have been um, born born in Australia, but What's the layout and the landscape like if you can remember of you know this uh the refugee camp that you were born in
1: yeah i mean for for my memory obviously like um i i I left there when I was very young, but you know i i I still have bits and pieces of memories of 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 what it was like there and I guess the whole layout was just they had um sort of groups and so it was like group twenty one group twenty group eighteen so just sort of hang around that area, but mm. you can still go to other groups and communicate. Right. So, and um, and and for us, it was just sort of it was like tens, and like they obviously had like a headquarter where we can go see people if we had any issues or any problem like that. And um, and so it, it, was, it was Kakuma is one of the it's one of the largest refugee camps like in in the world. Like it's it's, it's massive. So um, you know, us like for my memory, I think we were, we were group twenty. And then we had relatives who were in group twenty-two or group thirty, so yeah. like we were still able to go and see them, but it was just sort of like, tents. So it's like a camp, but then inside that camp, you had like your little, you know, houses and things yeah. like that. So um, that, that, that's my memory from there. And <laughs> one of, um, I guess I, I forgot to tell you one of my other memories. So there was one, um, another one where, so me, me, myself, cousins, and that we would um. Cause whenever we go out to go play soccer, we're like we see youths and that just drive like there could be youths going, you know, to Nairobi, which is the capital of Kenya, or like going yep. down down south or whatever. So, and uh, as kids there, uh, you know, you, you used to chase cars, and um, so one of my memory was there was a youth going, and um, we've seen that, so we were playing soccer and we've sort of just sort of dropped everything, chased after this youth, jumped in the back, and then we we're like. Damn, I've got. We don't know where this unit's going. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're gonna get lost here. So we we're sitting there for about five minutes, and we were like, looked at each other. We're like, no, nah, we're gonna get lost. Jumped off, and I actually, I, I chipped my tooth from that. And like, like I jumped off, and I just knocked my head, and I, I was out. But like, you know, my my cousin and I were still alright. So I end up getting taken to the hospital to get looked after. Sounds like a certain Mad Monday story I've heard <laughs> before, actually.
0: Um, <laughs> Yeah, but so you see the refugee camp, like what kind of services are available? Like are there doctors there, nurses, are there um what's the living like and the services you've got?
1: Yeah, I mean like we we we, we definitely had um we had um they had they had they had doctors and that nurses and things like that there. So if, if if there is anything that was to happen, you know, you can go so you can go see someone but then also if there's something major that happened, they'll be able to take you to uh Nairobi, which was the capital of um of Kenya and that is it, it, it is a fair drive, but um you know they you know they had doctors they had nurses and that and in terms of like cooking and things like that mm. we'll we'll cook in where where we were so we'll have like so we'll have like a large fence and then we'll have a couple of different houses in there, and that's where we were staying. So, yeah, so that's where we were, and then in terms of cooking, and that you know, my mothers, my aunties cooked. Um, you know, obviously our traditional food, and and I guess yeah, that I, I guess that's what made it so so easy for me to be able to remember what it was like, yeah. not knowing what was happening out like outside and things like that. that's what you knew, you know what I mean. Yeah, you it, didn't, it, know it, I, yeah. I didn't know any different. I didn't know any different. I was I was born there. Like there was a lot of kids who were born there. So like yeah. our memories was just soccer and just just eating, just chilling out with the family, and like. That's, what, that's all I knew and that's you thought what
0: that that was just like life you know what I mean? yeah. and it still is for some people like, it, it, yeah it, it is like from, yeah.
1: there's people still living there you know so yeah.
0: and what language would you speak
1: uh, I, I, I speak Dinka
0: I speak Dinka. Dinka yeah can you share something in Dinka for us
1: yeah of course and six years so, I, so do I dare ask
0: what you just said yeah so, yeah, so uh. I
1: basically said my name's Alir, I play for the Sydney swans. I've been here for six years so and i mean like unreal yeah i mean like the the thing is like people don't understand how hard it is i mean me being here I got, yeah and like i speak english every day and i, I don't want to forget my language and like 100%, yeah. Like you know what i mean like i guess for me like when i fu- when i first got here like good 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 reminded me of that a few times It's like you know like he he like he, he forgot his language he just kept telling me yeah. just don't forget your language don't forget your language that's why like um, every time I'm trying to call my cousin I'm trying to call my like my mom and everyone just so I can keep constantly speaking my language because yeah. I want to be able to teach my kids my language you know what I mean yeah, I, right. I don't I, I don't want to be here for like what 10 or however long I'm here and then leave without knowing my language because that's that's a very important part in, in my life and I want to be able to you know keep my culture be able to teach teach my kids where I'm yep. from what I've been through in my journey and things like that so yeah. people don't understand how hard it is you know like you know, but being in a sporting environment and then just speaking English every day generally. Yeah. I, I mean I'm learning English myself. Like I don't know everything. I'm yeah. like I'm like I'm just picking up new things. There's things yeah. I don't know in English and then you know, but I wanna be able to learn English without forgetting my language.
0: Particularly, you know, coming to a footy club as well. We we don't even speak English here. You know what I mean? <laughs> We've uh, the footy club's got their own certain terminology in which um in which we we, we communicate. So I can imagine and make um Make things messing.
1: extremely difficult. Oh, it, it does, and then and then it, whenever I do go back home, man, I'll be dropping a few few things, and my cousin are like, like, what is this saying? Like, you know what I mean?
0: Like, <laughs> my, I, that, that happens to my mates. Like, you know you what know? I mean? My, my mates are like, yeah. yeah. They go, what do
1: you want about? It's like, yeah. What's this guy talking about? I was like, oh, sorry, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've been at a footy club for too long. Like <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly right. Exactly right. Um, now you went back to visit a couple of, I think it was a couple of Christmases ago. Yeah. How many times have you been back? Um, to visit
1: that was my first time
0: so that's, that's, that's the first time you've gone back gone to back visit s- since, since you t- moved to Australia t- 2003 yeah. what was that like because oh. I remember speaking to you about it before you left and I was quite curious And um, but I, I didn't realise it just now that it's something that you yeah you haven't been back like, yeah. yeah that must have been a pretty big moment for you
1: oh it was it was, it was an amazing trip it was an amazing trip because um, like because I, I wasn't sure w- when I'll go back because obviously, like um, I was here playing football, and yeah, as you know, you know, you got to pre-season and then footy season. You can't just leave in the middle of the year
0: and then leave. Well, hang on, yeah, you know what well, I mean? Hang on, <laughs> you did just have you did just have a nine day break. Oh mate, you, sorry to interrupt, but you had a nine day break. Oh come on, mate, it was, it you're like entitled that. to it. You're entitled to it. No, we, we had a four sorry, day break, I'll and I just, it again. I just I just added a couple of four <laughs> days onto it. <laughs> sorry. Anyway. So, so yep. So you've gone back to visit yep.
1: yeah yeah I've gone back to visit and um so uh, my, my older brother was getting married so that was that was a big big occasion because he was you know obviously the, the you know the elders in the family and um and he, he he sort of asked me I think it was towards the end of 2016 he's like um I've got my wedding on this day do you think you can make it like can you chat to the club and see how long you can come for and things like that and um, Horse was actually, he was actually good about it. He was, he was all for it. He said, I'm yeah, like, go, go, go for it. If you need a little bit more time, you know, yeah, let's, so. let us know, we'll be able to work things out. Cause I told him like, I've never been back my first time back. There's, there's people, there's aunties, there's uncles, there's cousin I haven't seen since I was, what, eight years old. Like, yeah. like, hey, like, that's just, that's crazy. So um, yeah, it was, you know, I spoke to him and he was like, yes, yeah, we're just, you know, um, let, let us know if you need, you know, any more or like any more Unreal. days and things like that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we went there and um, we, we, we stayed in Uganda because there, there was still my, my brother wanted to have it in Uganda, so yeah. and um, Uganda's just underneath South Sudan, so there there was still uh, still a fair bit of you know fighting and things that was going on in South Sudan. So my brother sort of just said, you know, we're gonna have it here, um, everyone from Sudan and Kenya are gonna come here. So, um, it was it was it was pretty, it was, it was a big, a big moment for me because like. I, I, I don't know what it was going to be like. So, yeah. you know, uh, when I was going back, I was like, I'm going to buy a GoPro, I'm going to buy a couple of cameras and this and that and just sort of, you know, take a few photos, footage and things like that. Just just for my memory, like people I hadn't seen since I was young. So when I do yeah, go back, yeah. I'm not going to go forget them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, um, when I did get there, like, you know, I, my, my uncle, um, my uncle, my aunties and things like that were coming back. And then I had, I had like uh, elders that were coming up to me saying, like it's actually pretty funny because my, my my cousin he just went back and he has sort of had the same experience so yeah. you, you you come back home and you know you're in a house you're eating and then you know one of the elder ladies come up to me and goes do you remember me i was like well not really i left here when i was eight years old <laughs> like, yeah. you know what i mean like how am I, how am I gonna remember you so i think that's just the way that like, things work there like their first thing is like do you know who i am do you remember me or things like that but that's why, I like, uh, I I want to plan to go back again, just yeah. so I, like... Mate, take me with you. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just so I, so I don't keep me, like, being out here for eight, nine years and then not yep. going back or ten years or whatever it is, you know. I want to be able to go every two, three years or, or whenever I get the opportunity to go because, you know, there's obviously a lot of people that are still back there and then that, you know, I don't want to sort of forget. And, you know, it's it's just, just those things that are... Um, that, that, that I want to keep constantly doing, going back, and I think my brother's going to go back in in two weeks, I think, and then I have another brother that's already; it's been there for like a yeah. year, and he's enjoying it there. So, like personally, man, the twenty sixteen trip was good because you know I was I was a groom spin for my brother, yep, and uh, it was just it was just an amazing trip because I was only there for I think two weeks, and then they yeah. end up going to Kenya and then went to Sudan, so. Uh, I had to, you know, cut my sh- you know trip a little bit short because uh, they they end up staying there for like a month. And I told them I, I can't stay there for a month. A month is a bit, is a little bit too much because I got to come back and and work. So, so I was there for two weeks, and uh, it's probably one of the best two weeks that, I, yeah. that I've had going back
0: home. How do you explain to the you know the aunties and the family members and the people you bump into over there what you do? Do they know? No, they don't. I like, mean, how do you explain th- AFL football to to them? Well,
1: <laughs> I actually um I, I took over a little I took over a little ball um just sorta because of there was uh, there was two of my un uh, two of my uncles that are from here, so they 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 went over there, uh, they went over there with us so they sorta of knew what it was and um and you know I was able to sort of sh- show them the handball show them the kick because most of, most of them thought I was playing soccer. Yeah, yeah, because like, like my like mum my would you know speak to the concert on the phone, and be the like Sydney
0: FC or something.
1: Because <laughs> <or laughs> like, that's the only sport they knew, so everyone, yeah. everyone thought that um, I was playing soccer, and you know it wasn't until we got there I was like, no, nah, no, nah, like I'm playing Aussie rules. It's it's completely different to soccer. Like you can handball it you can kick it you gotta kick it between the goals so, so
0: they had no idea so so like so,
1: that. so they had no idea what footy is so yeah. like, we sort of explained to them and they're sort of like nah not real so we end up going to YouTube and got a little like a, a, little, a little a
0: little no 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 you did too I can tell by your face no no no
1: come on I, w- I wouldn't do that I'd rather get big Callum Stink please do a little bit of tap work goal kicking one of the best goal kickers in the club get it out of there
0: Thanks, mate. <laughs> Once again, Matt. Not about me. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so I'll, I'll, I'll sort of get it out on um, YouTube and then sort of show them like this is what I do. Like it's um, it's a bit a bit different to soccer, but I think ever since then like they 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 like, they do watch a few games there um, whenever they can. Like they'll get out of don't know, at a bar or whatever it is and watch it.
0: You've moved to Australia. What did you know about Australia before you moved here and? What did you imagine That your life would be like Cause uh, I, I I might be naive or I reckon You You'd probably know more about Like the USA And things like that But Australia Like did you know much About Australia before you came Like
1: Nah not really Like, it, it, like Even it, Even the USA Like I didn't I didn't know too much about it Like okay. like All I knew was where I was And yeah. You know for, for, for people that were from there Like hmm. You know Like it's just That, that was home for us so that's all we knew and um i guess coming coming to australia um you know you you, you get out of the airport and you're, you you see different buildings and you're like wow like this is like, like where are we and then yeah and then you walk and then like all you see it's like a, a lot of white people and then i was like i'm, I'm in a different world like like what's going on here because I, I was young and like like you're so used to saying like your kind like Seeing Africans yeah, and that yeah. like that, so there wasn't there wasn't many white people there. there like there was a few that work worked there, so it was like oh sweet, there's some there. But then you come here and you just sort of feel out of place because all you see is oh, just, I can imagine, yeah. Like all you see yeah. is white people, and you're just like 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 where am I? This is this is crazy. And I guess just my first um, you know memory of you know coming here was just like obviously the building, seeing the different type of people, and it was just so different to what we're, like, what we're used to. And like e- everywhere we went, I was just sort of amazed. I was just looking around just like, what
0: is this? Like, yeah. Yeah,
1: you, know, you know what I mean? Like, like I guess that, like, that's what stuck into me when I first came
0: out. Yeah, so you, you flew to Sydney, I'm assuming? Yeah. And then you made your way to Newcastle. Yeah. Why Newcastle? Um,
1: Cause that Newcastle was um, where the largest thinker community was. Uh, from you know, from when we first got here, because cause we we came here to Sydney, and I think we were here for maybe three months, and um, so we yeah we were here for three months, and then you know we we heard there was a large large community of um of 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 Dinka people in um in Newcastle, and that's when we made the move, and we were there for probably maybe about three three years, two three years I think, and um, that's sort of that's sort of where we just you know sort of saw other glimpses of other sport personally like i remember the newcastle knights went too far from us so i heard about it but never really got got into it like i like um that's where that's where i sort of first heard about rugby league but newcastle was just i don't know it was just it just sort of kind of felt a little bit like home because that's where i sort of the community was the community was and like people that you knew people you spoke the same language with because i didn't know english like like you, you, whenever I bumped into a white person, it was just like you know, just nod your head, because like, that's what, they, like, yeah, 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 that's what they did yeah. to you, and you just thought that, that was the way of saying hello, so you just nod your head and then continue doing what you were doing. So, so is that' like, why your head wobble around the
0: place. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: Not quite. Yeah. So that so that, so that was like where our like, community was, and that was that was home for us, and then it wasn't. Um, I remember what year it was. It might have been 2006. So we made the move to Brisbane, and um I guess that's where I just spent majority of of, of my life. And um but going back to Newcastle, like, that's where um, I started school. And I guess um me being there, like I don't know, it was it was, it was sort of tough starting school. Like, mm. um okay, as you can imagine, like not like it'd be like you going to a different country, and, and then you know starting their language and you know kids are ahead of way ahead of you of you know yeah. what you're trying to learn so so you you, you get taller you got you know you're, you're starting school and you know like this is you know pick up language and um I guess yeah it was tough because I, I went to school and I'll, I'll sit there and I was just like look at the teacher and then I was like what the heck am I doing like you know what, yeah. what, what am I doing like this is I can't understand what she's saying like I, I don't know what's going on here like this is how am I going to pick up this language and it was just yeah it was like like there's times where I didn't want to go like you know you wake up and your mom would be like time to go to school like you and, me and my brother yeah. like let's go you're going to school and now I'm, I'm sitting there I was like oh it's going to be the same thing again like me not you know not learning and then I, I, like, I, I wasn't motivated to like want to learn anyway it was just sort of go, go there sit there and then leave and then I guess the way for me I picked up English was sort of help me was just through TV. Well, yeah. I don't understand, like the TV has helped me so much. Like you sit down and you, you sort of see the same out, you see different things and then you, that's where you pick up like little little, little, little bits and pieces yeah. of, um you know, English. And like that, that sort of helped me because when I did go back to school, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna try a little bit. And, you know, that sort of, sort of helped. Like even now, like, what am I t- 24 years old and I'm still learning English so you know yeah. what I mean but like that TV has helped me so much and and my my first like first couple of months there like I was the way I communicated with other kids was like sports like soccer because so, 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 I knew soccer so whenever we had like you know recess or whatever it is you know you go you, you sort of stand out of place and then you see other kids playing and then you, you want to join but you don't know how to ask Mm. You know, like you can imagine, like you know, like standing there, a couple of guys there playing, but like you don't know how to ask because you don't know the language. Yeah. So you know, like I'll it's just little things like that. You would Yeah, like you wouldn't of pick that. So I'd, yeah. like I'll, I'll sort of, I'll, I'll sort of walk there and be like, you know, like sort of, sort of sign language. You know, like, like, can, can you I play? Can I play? Can I yeah. kick? And the kids would be like, yeah, let's play, and then play a bit of soccer. You kick a goal, and then you know, like it's just happiness. You know, smile. Everyone's just happy and 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 that was that was a way of us getting along and connecting through sport like we didn't necessarily have to speak or anything like that that was just the way of us communicating and i guess that was that was another thing that sort of helped me like Mm. be more motivated to be able to want to learn the language that i'm in even like say because because i knew i was going to be here for i don't know how long i was going to be in australia for but i needed to learn the language at least you know a little bit to be able to communicate with other people and yeah, I guess, 100%. yeah, soccer and TV helped me. Yeah, because like, so, so, soccer gave me the happiness to be able to want to do that, and then TV helped me because that was
0: where you know the communication came from. Yeah, any particular TV shows you remember? Nah,
1: nah, nah, no, no. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, it was just we we, we like just watched like, everything. Like we like we'll come home and just put on TV. There's times where The Simpsons were on, but probably not a great example. But like, yeah. Like my my little sister, my little sister loved she she loved that so we'd watch that and then like ads and things like that. My mum used to love neighbours home and away. No, <laughs> <like, nah, laughs> legit man, like, like fish, yeah, yeah. Like legit, like, <laughs> So we, like, we used to sit yeah. down and and watch that like because there was nothing else to do like yeah, and it's just sort of like, that's all I. like that, that, like, that's one of my memories man. over there in Bindan- Newcastle yeah. I mean
0: you summed it up I, I, I could not imagine like going to you know South Sudan where you're from and going to school and trying to learn your language like I just think it's actually like incredible that you know that for me I I, I couldn't think how I'd possibly get through that so I think it's unreal mate a massive credit to you. what were you like as a student though no. so I so, you know, if you got to high school and you probably got to an acceptable level of being able to speak English properly and then you start doing your schoolwork and things like that, what kind of student was a Aaliyah? <laughs> what kind of student was I?
1: I, I? I wanted to learn, but then I could, I could always get in, influenced by others. So there's times where I didn't do my homework or there's times where I'll be going to school in the morning and then go do my homework before class starts. So. I wasn't really a great student, but I've always said to um, when we got here, you know, Mum sort of hammed it on us, be like, you know, you guys have to finish school, you know, if you finish school, you got to go to the next level and just keep going. So there was, I think it might have been year year ten. I wanted to, I wanted to quit school. I wanted to just get out and do something else because I wasn't, I wasn't really, like, I, I, I mean. I'm was. i was, I'm still learning the language but it got to a level where it's like I, I don't know how I'm going to do this like these kids are like a lot smarter they know everything
0: and I'm, I'm just, be hard on yourself though like you have come from another country yeah 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 so
1: but like that was the way I thought because I, I thought to myself I was like I could you know at least try and get to the level where they were but you know some of them were just like and it it, it, it got too it got it got too hard Like I was just like man this is I don't know how I can do this, you know. Maybe I should just, you know, leave school at year ten and then, you know, start a trade and do and I can and, and do something else because it was just like I was sort of getting sick of it. But then, yeah, it. I also also brought it back to like you know, you know, mum went through all this trouble to to bring us here. The least I could do is yeah. you know finish school, um, you know, make sure that her son's doing well and things like that. So yeah. that that sort of you know helped me towards finishing school. But um, yeah, school wasn't really it wasn't really my thing I was you know I was sort of just ticking along cause you know like learning English English, English is not easy man <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it, it, it's a tough it's a tough language and um, you know, as I said before I'm I'm still learning today there's words that I don't know there's you know things that I can't pronounce things that mm. I've like but I'm I'm trying to teach myself like uh, as I got older like I'm I'm sort of trying to uh, better myself and I guess just educate myself and um and I guess the, the club has been good, and um, you know Dennis Cowan trying trying to help me things like that. Yeah. So there's a few things that I do outside just to try and help my you know my my English.
0: Fair enough, mate. What what school did you graduate from? Uh,
1: Kedron State High School in uh, in Brisbane.
0: Shout out to them. Shout out to Kedron. <laughs> Beautiful, mate. So how did you get introduced to AFL footy?
1: Ah, uh, how did I get introduced to it? Well, um. Well, my little brother, he played AFL before me actually. Um, He'd so, be filthy on you. He'd uh, be so dirty on you. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he, he probably won't take it too. <laughs> yeah, my little brother started playing AFL footy before me. Um, May probably, it wasn't, yeah, probably I was maybe, yeah, 16 years old, but it wasn't until I was in high school because um, a few of my mates there, uh, they all played, you know, played rugby and. We had um we had a mate over there. Um, his name is James Ives. Uh, shout out to you, man, Ize. James I he, uh, he actually plays for Aspley Hornets, so I've been able to play against him whenever I'm playing in the netball, which is good. But he was sort of um yeah he went to school with me and um he played played for Aspley Hornets and he was we having a kick and he sort of you know asked me do you do, do you play do you play AFL? I was like oh no not really. My my brother does. He goes oh you should come you know ch- check out Aspley Hornets and. I was like, oh, my my little brother plays there. It's like the club was around the corner for me. I was like, oh, maybe I'll maybe, maybe I'll come check it out and see how it is. And um, so I, I, I went down to one of the training sessions and um, it was just sort of like, I don't know it was just different. weird. like, I've I've, I've never heard of this sport before. I, I don't even know like how it works and things like that. So, you know, the, I still don't,
0: mate. <laughs> <laughs> I guess no one really does. No one really does. Speed no. and confusion. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. So we got down to the training session and you know, it just sort of showed me how to handball, how to kick. um And uh, it, 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 it wasn't too bad. He, he, he sort of told me, like, we'll play you ruck forward. And I don't even know what rock is. I don't even know what forward is. I was like, come on, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like I'm here for my first session, and, yeah, and tell me yeah. positions and where I'm going to play. I don't even know have the games work. Is it like you know. Can you? Because I need a little bit of rugby, so I was like, this is it the same as rugby. It's like yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. you can pass it forward, but like instead of passing, you got to handball it. So, um, so down there, and um, I was sort of like, you know what, I'll, I'll I'll give it a go. But so at the end of the training, he sort of just said, you know, um, go home, you know, go watch a game, like an, an like an old game, you know, if it's if you like it, come back. If you don't, you know. I'm, I'm i'm more good with it so um so I, w- I, w- I went back and just sort of sort of did my my research my homework and watched a couple of games and a vision yeah <laughs> what's some vision like a <laughs> fair bit of vision and it was very confusing to be honest like i it wasn't um i didn't understand anything until until i saw a big a big hanger and i was like now nah, that i understand that you know what i mean <laughs> that sort of that sort of was what you know got me over the line okay. it was like like shit. Can you really do this in this game? And that was the first thing I did when I went back again. I was like I was like, Oh am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to am I allowed to take a specky? And it was like, Yeah, like take take it as long as you know, take take as many as you want, as long as you grab the ball. I'm happy with that. That was what the coach said. I was like, Oh, sweet. Like I, like let's do it. And then that, that 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 whole season that all I was trying to do was just take hangers because I was playing like, you know, the way they explained like it's like you know, just tap it down to one of the midfielders. Sneak out forward if you want. So I'll tap it and then, like, I'll sprint, <laughs> I'll sprint forward and try to, go, <laughs> go try to take a hanger and kick a goal. Yeah. That's all I was doing. So, um, I guess that's how I sort of got got into um, AFL and, Unreal. Yeah.
0: So, what club was that? That was uh, the, the
1: Aspley Hornets. So Aspley Hornets. So I played their sixteens. Yeah. Um, and then played and then up. Uh, and then I was lucky enough actually to get um, to get picked up in a world team that would have been like a junior world team or something yeah, yeah. so you know how like um, so they got like the under 16 championships so they got like WA Queensland yeah so the AFL had this idea of um, bringing a world team together so they had um, yeah, right. so they had guys who are I think they had two guys from China they had four from South Africa um, they had a Canadian guy and they had they had two 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 guys from WA and then there was two from Queensland one from SA so it was just essentially like mm. teams was just people from around the world bring them together and then teach them the game in two weeks and then try and get them to compete with these what yeah, was that what no, was the, like to get to compete with these young Australians who grew that's up harsh. playing like, like these that's kids harsh, like, yeah. they grew up playing this game and all we like oh like you know what like. I mean, at, at the time we were, like, sweet, like you know, two weeks. You know, like it was actually it was like one of the greatest two weeks because we had we had one week in Melbourne and then one week in in Sydney here because this championship was, was here in Sydney and um, we had we had Mickey o and Chris Johnson who were the two coaches. Yeah, uh, which is um, which was pretty good because that was I was the first time I meeting Mickey o and like even today like we still talk about those memories that we had back then. And real and I guess yeah, from from that world team it was just um, I don't know it was. It was, it was a crazy experience like like we, we, we still talk now like we had the one week in Melbourne where we just sort of had like bonding and teaching the game and then you know like I haven't been playing there for long and then I got O and Chris Johnson saying mate like you know you're one of the leaders you know you're from here <laughs> teaching I'm like I don't even know the game and you want me to teach these kids how to play this game Like <laughs> like, uh, like how does that work you know what I mean so it, thought that was their job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 yeah, I know. I was like, I was shocked. I was like, mate, like I, I'm learning the game myself. I don't know if I can, you know, teach these guys who've never actually picked up the ball. But um, I guess, I, I, like, I, what, what do we, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we won any, won any game. But it was just there was a there was a game that we were pretty, we were pretty good, um pretty competitive. K- kicked a couple of goals, but. It would still end up getting smashed, but <laughs> it was just uh, it was just one of those great experiences, and um, like, like I, I really enjoy that, like just that yeah. whole world team experience, because you know, like I've, I've I've made some good mates who are, you know still over in China, Canada, like we still talk on through Facebook and things like that.
0: Oh, real. So, well, what about when did you realize that you could potentially be a professional athlete in the AFL? Was there a moment? Was you know, yeah, how that come about.
1: Oh, it wasn't until I was... It wasn't until uh, I probably missed that on my draft year. So, um... Because I, I got picked up as a non-New York. So I was playing... So I was playing Queensland. And, yeah. um... At the time, I was playing... I was playing rugby league, AFL, and basketball. And, you know, you obviously can't make three professional <laughs> sports. So I, and I, I wasn't... I wasn't taking one ahead of the other. I was yeah. playing them all equally. And, um... So I was playing basketball and then like at the time like I had I had people that were trying to take me over over to America to try and, you know, I play college of, you know, do and play basketball over there. So I, so that was the reason I wanted to take basketball serious and then I had I had, you know, obviously being in Brisbane, like rugby league was massive, so I was enjoying that and then it probably wasn't until I missed out there on the my on my um draft year that I was like, you know, like I, I, I've got to pick one sport. I can't keep playing, you know, three yeah. sport and try to make it all professionally because the reality is that 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 doesn't happen. So, um
0: did you think you were going to get drafted though? Like, were you part of the rep sides and yeah? And I, like I, I, yeah I, okay. I, I
1: played Queensland. I got I got invited to the combine and everything. Okay, cool. I had yeah. ma- I had meetings with clubs and and it was just yeah. And then when I missed out on that draft, I was like, you know what, like. I, w- I, w- I wasn't even trying I was playing Three different sports And I wasn't really trying Like I, You know If I pick one I can make one of them Yes yeah, right. And um, I, I spoke to my brother Because at the time I was living in Quin- I was living in Queensland By myself And the whole family Moved to Perth And my brother Sort of just said um, Come back here And you know Give football another go If it doesn't work You can work Go to America Like well, Whatever you want to do You can do Just give football another go mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I went over there And I was Well we were living In the sort of so in Perth, it works with Zone, and I was sort of in the borderline between Perth Demons and East Frio, mm-hmm. and um, so I was like, oh, like I might, I'll, I'll just send an email out and see and see you know if if, if they'll if they'll take me or whatever it is. So I'll, I'll send an email out to um, to East Frio Darren Fry, who was the GM there. Mm-hmm. I sort of just sent it. In. I was like, hey mate, um, my name's Aaliyah. You know, I want to come play for your club, and he was like, oh mate, cut, cut, you know, come down to training, we'll chat, see what the potential are, and. And then when I got there, uh, the coach, um, Foz, he, he sort of, he sort of looked at me and he was like, like, what position do you play? I was like, I was ruck forward. And then that was the moment I knew where obviously the difference between Div One and Div Two in, yeah. in terms of championship. He looked at me, he said, "Mate, you're a key position player that can go in the ruck. You're not, you're not a ruckman." And and I was like, oh, you know, like, oh, I swear, like, um, when like when do we start training and things like that? And he was like, yeah, I mean, like come down whenever you settle whatever it is come down and start training so i was training there and then so i was playing forward and i was i was actually doing i was doing a ride as a rider to forward and then he sort of said mate we don't have anyone down back like come can you can you play back for us i was like oh, i've never played back before he's like "Mate, just just play as you say and i guess that's just the start of me you know being in the back line i was just that's where the intercept markings the running yeah. and carry from behind came, and you know I'm very grateful at East Fremantle for what they've been able to do. But then also, you know, to ask the Hornets, who the way they've um, sort of helped me and developed me, and you know that's sort of how I got here because I got invited to the draft combine again and was lucky enough to get picked up by the Swans. And,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, probably those early days of playing forward has probably helped you in defence. I reckon because now I think about it, you're you read the flight of the ball very, very well. And you take a lot of intercept marks So it's probably because you've played as a forward Mm -hmm. And you probably understand Yeah Yeah, Fair enough So Mate, you've been drafted to the Swans Leaving your family Tough? Yeah Or or was it just kind of Mate, you are just wrapped like (laughs) Because you've gone to Newcastle You've gone to Brisbane You've gone to Perth And now you're being asked to move to Sydney
1: Yeah, I mean it, it it was but then it sort of wasn't because I stayed in Brisbane when they went to Perth I stayed in Brisbane by myself for like a year so that sort of I don't know it just made me a bit comfortable and then I went back and lived with them and then coming back it was sort of like oh like you know I'll, I'll miss them but I've lived away from home before so it, yeah. it won't be a problem and then I had relatives out here so I, I guess that just sort of made the transition a bit easier because when I first got here like you know, train and I'll sleep. Like pre-season was just, oh, I was, <laughs> I'm still doing that now, but like you yeah. train, you go home and you sleep. But like, yeah. but the thing is, the difference is you don't have you don't have your mum cooking for you. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly right. So, so, you, so you you got to learn how to cook and how to do these things well, that I've never done before. But um I guess the the, the club has been great in, um, you know, t- teaching the young, young guys a couple of cooking classes and things like that. So I was able to learn a few dishes that, sort of that i could cook just for me to you know get by but in saying that there was times where i went to my cousin's house because i did miss my home yeah. um uh, you know home food like my the food that i grew up eating so there's right. times where i'll go over there and eat that
0: who'd you move in with when you first moved here
1: i, li- uh, I lived with harry marsh and jordan lockyer um oh, right. we had we had a house in kensington um or kingsford actually kingsford is
0: that because you're all wa I, I I think that's how Dennis yeah. I think that's how Dennis did Very calculated it. Dennis yeah, Carroll.
1: Dennis yeah. Carroll, you know do, you know, <laughs> doing his best work. So that was actually that was a good house. I, I had a small I had the smallest house. I had a shoebox. So my like my room was just tiny.
0: Alright. So Which was respected. First game. I was lucky enough to play with you, uh, via the Brisbane Lions. But before that, I actually played with you in your first AFL. Nab game as NAB well. Game. I was playing for for West Coast, and um, we were you were playing Sydney, obviously. Yeah, at a at, at a at Blacktown, and I do I, I remember um, I was playing forward at the time, and I remember you started on the bench, and I remember when you came on when you did your first interchange to come on the ground. Um, it'd be fair to say that Blacktown doesn't really get a lot of atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> uh, your community was there that night i never forget when you stepped on the field they went absolutely nuts and I'm like who's what's going on over here and then you come on the field and it was to this day I think it was the biggest atmosphere Blacktown's got so, oh mate yeah I, like, I,
1: yeah. I remember that because I, I, I didn't get much game time but I had um, like my cousins and you know obviously relatives being out there they're all like "Oh, we got to come down there and watch so I was on the bench and you know as soon as I uh, Got on and everyone just started going crap, I was like, "Wow, like, <laughs> what's going on here?" You know what I mean? But it was, um, it was it was good to be able to get that you know experience in the NAP Cup and um, play that forward. And yeah, it was just one of those good experiences to, to to
0: get. Real and it's pretty fitting that your first game was in Brisbane against the Lions, um, and Brisbane's obviously a pretty special place for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it, it actually yeah worked out pretty good. Um. Me debuting in um in in Brisbane because uh like I had a lot of family there like I had ev- everyone from Perth came down um had a few from um had a few from Melbourne so it was sort of like it, like my my brothers got mini buses they actually got mini buses they all stayed at a hotel had three mini buses drive to the game because like. Um, in Brisbane, like I, I, I can't remember how many tickets I asked for. I asked Gina for a fair few tickets, and she's like, No, nah, no worries, as many as you want, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll sort you out." Yeah. So um, yeah, it was it just worked out perfect to be in Brisbane because I had mates and you know cousins there, and then had my mom and everyone come down, and it was just the whole community. They had unreal. one. They had one big section which was unreal, and I think we snuck away with the win by three or two points, I think. Yeah. So that was um
0: that was good. Because after the game I remember We were walking off the ground And they all came to the fence And like They were just absolutely Over the moon for you And I just thought It was an unreal Unreal image But if we just backtrack A little bit How did the Swans approach you?
1: How did the Swans yeah, approach me? Like,
0: yeah um, Well I think Yeah
1: I had a, What was that like? like? Yeah because I mean like m- Missing out on the On the On like my My draft year When I was 18 Like I, was, I spoke to a few clubs But um, and you know there's, there, there's clubs that like promise you this and that, and I guess me going when I went to Perth, I sort of said to myself, if, if a club approaches me, I'm just gonna be like, you know, sweet like, like I'll, I'll chat to them, but mm. not getting ahead of my like not getting my head that you know that's where I'm gonna go. This club has spoken to me, so like I had a I had a had a meeting with them. Um, I'm pretty sure I had a meeting with Kania there, and then I think I spoke to them again at the. um at the combine just briefly and then um yeah like no that was it like I I, I didn't even think I was going to the Swans yeah like I had a brief uh, had a brief chat with them but I, uh, I just sort of said to myself oh I'm a, I'm like I'm not gonna go there they're just you know asking how I'm doing or like, how my combine went and things like that so I didn't think um I was, I was a chance to get picked up by, by the Swans and um so when draft night came it was just it was a shock because I was I was sitting at home with my brother, and you know all, like all, all this was happening I was on my phone, and I was like, oh, i can't like you know like i can't, I can't just watch it like just mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll walk out and just let, let, let like let me know where I go, you know what I mean, so I was sitting there before I left, and then he just sort of said, "Oh, you're going to the swans pick forty four and jumped on me and I was like, nah, you like you talking shit' here. It's like no, no you are, you' are going to the swans look look and I see my picture there and he jumped on me and it was just like crazy man like I guess just the best part of that was just like just the tears I you know tears of joys that were my mum's eyes like she was like you know this is this is what your dad used to say um you know like my son's gonna play sport one day like you know I'm I'm so happy and like just just like I, I still remember that picture very very well just 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 the tears of joys that came out of her face and um, it was a, it was a very very emotional and and, and special night just to just to, j- yeah just to see the happiness on her face so that was um, that was probably one of the best part.
0: So you're regularly playing. Um, you've had a massive impact since you debuted at the club and you played some unreal footy. But kind of came that first year kind of ended pretty rough for you, mate. You've yeah. maybe talk a little bit about kind of how the, that ended. The, end of that season kind of finished for you
1: everything was going all right um and then that, that geelong game where i did i did my knee um i don't know i thought it was just to be honest personally i thought i, I thought i'd done more damage to my knee when, when it happened um so i sort of went up for a mark and sort of got tunneled and just landed awkwardly so um yeah i, I honestly thought I, I did more to my knee i was just you know aching and I was like damn like what's this like to be honest like I, like, I wasn't even thinking about anything else I was thinking Shit, like I've, d- I've done more stuff to my knee like wh- what's this so we went out we did a couple of tests down the sideline and the doc sort of said oh it looks like a medial taped it up tried to run on the sideline could run straight line but couldn't turn and um he sort of just said mate like 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 I, I just sort of said to him, man, I can't, like I can't go out. Like I just, I literally can't move. Like, mm. um, man, mm-hmm. that, like, that was the end of my night. I sat down and the boys, uh, boys end up winning, and I guess it was just, I was like, I was, I was so stoked for the boys. Like it was just one of those great wins. Like you know, we, I can't remember how many points we ended up beating Geelong by, but just to, just the win and just the joy and everyone's face. Like I just wanted to, just wanted to get around everyone, but like down inside, I was, I was, I was hurting a little bit. Cause it, it wasn't until late that it just sunk in that, you know, like that, you know, the boys are in the grand final, but then, and I started thinking, like, I, I don't know what's gonna happen with me, like this and that, so. Um, so we, we um, obviously, you know, celebrated with the boys and then flew out the next day and I came in and then I was, I was getting, I saw, saw, um, saw Crossy a couple of times. I was getting plasma in my knee, uh, where I just take out my blood Put it in just to try to help the ligament stick. So I've been, I did that for probably what three, three days because we had our main session on the was it Wednesday? Or was it was, or the third? yeah, well, I think we had our main session on the Wednesday. So that that, that was the plan to try and play in that, um, to try and train that <coughs> that uh, main session and I guess test out the knee. So I was doing all that and it was actually it was, it was feeling, it was sticking. Um, Came out, had it taped, did the warm up downstairs, felt alright, and um, got out to the ground. I was running alright, and then there was just just one particular turn that I did that just sort of like sent the ligament the other way, and it just almost it it felt the same as um, when it happened again. So I was like, as soon as that happened, like I was just like I remember very clear. I was walking like from the center square, walked to the boundary. and just sort of sat in the corner, and I was just sort of I, I was in tears. I was like, yeah, I remember like, that, yeah. like I, was, I was I was crying. I was in tears because I knew that was like that was it. Like I wasn't gonna. Because um, the coaches, the the medical staff, they they they, they did everything they could. They just sort of like might like go out there, you know, try it out. You know, it, 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 it's your call. So as soon as that happened, I I knew I couldn't play. So I, I walked out of the boundary, sat there, cried for cried for a bit, and then and sort of just just. Left it there, or we went inside, and then yeah. I guess to, 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 I spoke to Tom Harley. Tom Harley was like, like how, "Like, how how do you want to announce it? Do you want to leave it out, or do you want to, you know, get the media to now that you're not playing?" And I was like, "Mate, just get it out there so the boys can prepare for a grand final." And yeah, and um, yeah, it, 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 it came out probably a couple of hours later that I was um wasn't playing in the grand final, and sort of could just let the boys prepare for a grand final, and that was it. So it was um, yeah, tough, tough. I don't know. It was yeah. It was just hard, and one of those things that it was it was a very hard pill to swallow. But then I think it was just I sort of um, spoke to the family, and I guess come to realize, like you know, it, 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 injuries are part of the game. Like you you, 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 yeah. you don't you don't know when you're going to get injured. You don't know when things things happen to you. So um, it just it got to a point where I was just like, you know, I just accepted it happened. You know. You, you're gonna you're gonna get there again one day. Just you know, just do do whatever you got to do and um, support the boys. Um, don't try and show your emotions too much, and and you know, th- mm. th- that was it. I went I, I went I went down to Melbourne to show my support for the boys and try to help them get the win.
0: You know, I'd like to talk about this topic if we can. Yeah. Um racism in sport.
1: Yeah, I mean, racism in sport. It's there. It's always gonna be there. Um, you know. The, the best thing we can do is just try and educate and teach others but the reality is there's always going to be some people that are that are that think that they're ahead of everyone that think that they can you know do whatever they do so I I feel like it's always going to be there but um, all we can do is educate them and I personally I've, I've experienced it um uh, my junior days mm-hmm. um I haven't really experienced it at AFL level yet uh which is um, which is which is great, but um, I experienced on junior days, and I guess it 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 came from it. It actually it wasn't from a player. It was from um, I, I remember very well. It was back in my Aspley days. It came from from one of the other players' dad. You know, the, the, the screamed it out, and um, and I was sort of I was I was in shocked. I was like I didn't know how to react because I was angry. I wanted to jump the fence. I wanted to fear the game and just go and deal with that. But then. Yeah. It wasn't that it was actually one of so it was one of the players from my other team that sort of told that dad to you know sort of that's good, you know, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, so yeah. so when that happened, I sort yeah. of just like you know all the, all that anger just sort of you know got out, and yeah. I was like, oh, you know so there, you know we're playing a game here, but this guy understands what what really is going on here, like you know you you, you can't be screaming out things just because of my skin color where mm. I'm from, so for him to be able to do that, just sort of made me realise, you know, I, I don't need to be too angry because these guys actually understand what's going on out here. Yeah. But in terms, of, yeah, like as I said before, in terms of racism, it, it, it's always going to be there. I'm I'm trying to educate it out there because it's a topic that, um, if if you do experience it, you, you 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 tend to like your first reaction is anger, yeah, towards whoever says it and. I guess for me being at the top level now it's just to try and educate the younger multicultural kids that are coming through because you know you don't necessarily have to sort things out with violence because the reality is they don't know what they're talking about they don't know the story you have been through or they're just like they're, they're, they're just saying one thing you know just to try and you know cause the scene or, or whatever reason that they're trying to say it so you don't necessarily have to you know come out with violence and trying to you know knock him out for saying such a thing because sometimes you can just say you know what like i don't know who you are that's not going to mean anything just let it out the other ear like don't don't let it affect you too much like yeah like he's been racist he's calling you this and that but sometimes it's all right to just leave it or like go like talk, talk to someone about it because like the like the more you, the more you when you're angry the more you hold it in the more problems you're going to cause for yourself because like, later down the track, you're probably going to do something that you're going to regret just because of someone that said something to you earlier, you know what I mean? So, I guess, for me, the more I can educate the younger kids coming through that, you know, yeah, like, racism is going to happen, like, you know, you you can't go fight this guy and think that racism is going to stop there by you beating up someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that, like, that, that's no way it's going to stop. You just got to come to... Realisation that you know it's there; it's always going to be there. Like all we can do is trying to help and educate other people on on the topic. The reality is, I, I am Australian too, so there's there's no need for you to treat me differently because of my skin colour. Yeah. Like it's just.
0: Well, I can speak for the boys and the, the club and our mates that we. Um, I think it's something that we quite um, we're quite jealous of your background, um, mm. that you have a strong connection to your to your culture, to your community back home and also here in Australia. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's something that we're actually quite envious of that's a real strength but probably for a lot of us, um, we probably don't have that real strong connection of background of of where we're from. Yeah. So, I think this tide's slowly turning, I reckon. I think people are like, oh, you know, like I've spoken about you before that it's like, oh, it's so great that he has that strong connection and, you know, to his history and, and things like that. So, I guess you know I think the reality is with you mate is that you are an inspiration to your community yeah what does that mean to you?
1: Uh, been an inspiration for my community um, yeah it's uh, I don't even really know how to describe it I mean yeah it's, it's one of those things that's, it's yeah I don't even know the right word that I'm looking for at the moment like it's mm. like cause that's what I maybe like being on the top level and like obviously with things that is happening in Melbourne I want to be a, to be able to I guess just help them as much as I can just to make I guess life be easier for multicultural kids and and you know like I guess some kids see me as a as a role model and you know I can't I can't do wrong about that because I've I've never seen myself as a role model. I just always thought I was a footballer. I'd Just you know, play football, do 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 whatever I wanted to do. But um, I guess to see young kids that look up to me, I just I guess I don't want to prove them wrong. I want to do right by them. Man, with with everything that's that's happening, I guess the more the kids that we can get up, the the easier it is for for multicultural kids to be able to live because Australians would be seeing it they're like oh this guy's from this guy and like mm. this country and he's doing well like you know that's that's good like so we can I guess just have that you know equality up like rather than just saying you know like this guy's starting violence you know like their whole community is bad because that, that, that's, yeah. go- that's what's yeah. go- that's what's going on at the moment in Melbourne like they're like there's, there's, so, there's, there's so many young kids like like i've I've experienced like there's so many young kids that are playing football doing great things going to uni that are doing well and then you got kids um you got kids in no minority yeah yeah you got like literally like probably five like five or whatever kids just doing bad things or you know going out to you know break cars or like rob shopping centers and then the whole of australia i think like that's what africans are like like the the see just it's just a little bit of group that you know do one bad thing and yeah. the whole of Australia is like, you know, like Africans should be deported. Africans are not allowed to be here because, like, you know, this is what they do. You know, they break our cars. You know, they, they robs rob our shop. They they break into our house. But no, like that's not like yeah. I guess like me being on the top level. Like my job is to try and raise the good. Like they don't understand how like how like how well we're doing. So many kids. Like it's we got lawyers, we got we got doctors, we got guys playing sports in like different countries. And like to be able to help, like raise that and show them the good that we are doing. Because we like we've been given a massive opportunity being yeah. here in Australia. But like like the reality, like everyone's always quick to judge. You, you see one person do bad, and like you see the African, and you yeah. think every single African did that. Like we, all, all we can do, I guess, is just try and you know show the goods that's happening like what we are doing because yeah. like now there's like they're young kids thinking like you know I, I, I want to play AFL football I want to play basketball but you know I don't know if I'll get that opportunity because they think I'm part of this gang or they think I'm doing this and that so, like, so, yeah, so, so, so you know what I mean and the it's, perception yeah, yeah. The, the whole perception because there'd yeah. be kids going to football training and then the kids would be trying to pick on them because you know like oh like you know like they started making those rational comments like like, we saw your cousin robbing this we saw your cousin doing this and how do you think a young kid's gonna feel when their like their goal is to try and play AFL football but then you got other kids picking on them
0: I think what you're doing at the moment is unreal like it's a real real positive thing that you've you recognise that and you're making it a real effort part of your day to day life to get the awareness out there and and kind of reduce that stigma and perception yeah. of the African community. Yeah. But what advice would you give for anyone from a multicultural background? Um, that, 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 you know, that wanted to make something um, of their life like you have done. You know what I mean?
1: There's always going to be people wanting to bring you down. Um, that's the, like th- that's the reality. People, there's always gonna be people trying to bring you down. Just 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 know, know you know you've got you know you've got a, like, a great supporting network around you like your family your friends and just um and then just put 100% in whatever it is you do because like well whatever it is like we are in a we're in a different country we're, we've been given an opportunity if you want to play football play football if you want to go to uni become a teacher or be you know become a doctor go go do that and mm-hmm. like do it with freedom don't like don't don't hold back. Don't let um, the stories or whatever's happening out there um, dictate what you do. Like people are always going to talk. Let them talk. Like it's it's, it's it, they like, they don't know what you've been through. They don't know your life. You know. Like just just go Just go live your life with freedom. And then whatever it is you want to do, do it. Because like the only is you can do it. Like like to be honest, I, I I I never thought I'd I'd be in Australia playing professional football. Like never in my mind I would you know would have thought that so um, just yeah I, guess, that's it. <laughs> I yeah.
0: guess it's one of the advice I can give out what do you find difficult about being a professional footballer what I find difficult yeah
1: <laughs> well apart from pre-season
0: <laughs> <laughs> that can be your answer <laughs> trust me uh, yeah I know uh, we could leave it at that it's uh, yeah a very, I mean valid answer. yeah it's a
1: like, pre-season is always tough but like Usually, um, a good preseason usually leads into a good season. Um, like as, as tough as it is, like you be you know grinding it out in a, what thirty degree, thirty five um, weather out here, and yeah, though like it's tough session, but um, yeah, that that usually leads into a, a good season. But like yeah, that's probably one of the toughest part of being a footballer. Just the what three, what three, four months of preseason? Or how, how long does it go for? Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably. The toughest part what do you love about it uh just just the bond um that you have is like what for 40 46 45 on the list uh it's just the bond the ba- the banter you have like like no one outside is really going to understand what it's like being in a professional environment and you, you know you you come to work you train and then just just the just the relationship and the banter you have in the locker room. Like, you no no one's really going to understand that and obviously getting the wins together it's always good
0: so mate we'll finish on some some off field stuff <laughs> um, visited countries what's the best place you've visited
1: the best place I've visited um, I liked America last time when I go like yep. I've, I've, I've never been to I've only been obviously home Australia America and Bali so I reckon America's up there but I didn't do too many so I'm Probably do
0: another trip there. Did you meet anyone special uh, in America, (laughs) mate? Uh,
1: (laughs) Yes, I did. Uh, I met a couple of NBA superstars and NBA legends. Um, I was lucky enough to meet Kevin Durant, who is uh, my favourite player. I was lucky enough to sit down for about 40 minutes. What sport does he play? (laughs) 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 Kevin (laughs)
0: Durant. Okay. um, (laughs) He plays
1: basketball. Um, Cool. Yeah, so I was lucky enough to sit down with him for about 30 to 40 minutes and just talk about life with him. Really? Because he's, um, he's actually, he's got an interesting story too. Because
0: I just thought you were just kind of getting the photo, catch you later. But you ah, actually sat down. No, right? actually, say, yeah, he was yeah.
1: Uh, he was actually really good. We sat down and um, just sort of spoke about what he's been through and because he was sort of just transitioning from Oklahoma to, to uh, Golden State Warriors and obviously Golden State Warriors won the championship yep. and... So it was sorta of like um he sorta of went, just the things that he went through and how people just abusing him and just be like, you know, obviously you call him the snake and going into <laughs> like a great team. So he went he went that and then just his upbringing, his childhood, um what he went through. So it was actually it was it was great to be able to sit down to especially like your favourite player and an hmm. NBA superstar. So that was good. And we also got to meet Stephen Curry. He was um we, we met him after the game. Just, Unreal. Yeah, so we chatted him for a bit. Um, Magic Johnson in uh, Los Magic Angeles. Magic like? He was good. He was good. Uh, it was funny. Uh, we dropped a couple of jokes. We gave him a football, and we sort of asked him, do you know what AFL is? He's like, oh, I know what it is. And then he just goes, oh, you guys don't wear pads. Like, that's that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. I've like, I I seen the sport a little bit. So he um, was good. And then uh, who else did we meet? We went, to, went down to Philly. Yep. Uh, we met the coach. Brown down there, so yeah, cool. Um, That was, that was pretty good. Like we we chatted them for a bit. They had their shoot around before their game, so it was good to to meet them. And then we went over to the TNT studio in Atlanta, where Shaquille, Ernie, um Charles Barkley. Yeah. So it was actually it was good to meet those guys because they were like they were huge. Shaquille O'Neal is a he's a big boy. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh-huh. a he's a big boy. So it was good to good to meet them and you know shake their hand and just just chatted them for a little bit so that was that was probably um, a, a, a great trip to
0: America and you're travelling with some pretty illustrious company as well <laughs> and a few of the names you're with yeah I had um, I had
1: Harry Cunningham yep. uh, which you know very well mm-hmm. big boy uh, Tommy Mitchell mm-hmm. uh, Gary Ablett and uh, we, we we had um, one guy that used to play for Hawks and so it, it, it was sort of like a, a, tr- a trip which uh so the guy the guy who does Hype 2 is from Perth he sort of sends it out to the AFL Plus Association and said you know, if any of our guys want to come to this trip this is what you got to do this is who you get to meet and then, um, you know so we went there for like two weeks so it was actually like a, a really really good trip and then we had uh, Jess in Davenport there who yeah. um, who, who used to play for Geelong and Port so that was that was good because like, we also we also got to Bond as a group like yeah, we
0: were there had some free time too so that was
1: a great trip to america so out of
0: all the names that you've named um there's some pretty you know big athletes there yeah but i've got to ask what's traveling with harry cunningham like <laughs> 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 oh <he's
1: laughs> yeah it's very very big yeah he's now nah, he's good like he's, he's he he's one of my close friends, and um we actually we actually shared a room so there was a room of three myself him and tommy mitchell and uh it was just it was just banter everywhere like we were just, just making fun of each other um yeah he was <laughs> he's he's a funny cat i mean
0: <laughs> just a boy from Volga. <laughs> no we love shout out to Harry shout out, shout out, to, out to Harry, shout, Harry. Shout, yeah. shout out to Harry he's a good man we'll get him on actually yeah uh, you yeah.
1: you need to get him get him on and get, get big Tony Mitchell he's on. he's actually bugging me as well he is he's not there I reckon I reckon you definitely need to get him on here next
0: True. he'll love that what are you doing in your spare time Aaliyah so if you're away from the footy club what are you up to um
1: well I do love my playstation mm-hmm. so like if I'm not playing FIFA 2K I'm usually out of the court Basketball called shooting hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's just that's I feel like that's my getaway, man. That's where I can just just chill out and just and um just relax, shoot some hoops. Um those are probably the two things. I'm I'm trying to get into golf. Um ever since um I did both my medials, I'm still don't have the right swing at the moment. The so uh, yeah, so I'm still um I'm I'm trying to get into it because I, I got a couple of clubs um, last year again, so like I'm just trying to get back into it. So I've been hitting the driving range a little bit now.
0: I've actually got a a good video of you in a in a golf costume. Where,
1: where from? Where, where was that?
0: Uh, pub golf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think yes. I remember that now. I think I remember that. <laughs> What's your vision after footy, mate? What do you what do you plan to? How do you see your life? Um, after footy,
1: that's um. I don't know. I still haven't really figured out. Like I'm. Yeah, it's just it's it's a hard one to answer. I mean, like uh. Like I I, I, I finished my PT course. I'm doing a little bit of courses here and there just to sort of help. But um, I don't know. I guess. I I want to be able to do something where I can help the community in a way. Like that's what, um, I want to do. But into. But in terms of studying, I, 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 I want to be able to do business and not go into business side of things. But yes, then right. what I'm really passionate about is my community. So I want to be able to do something along there too, if, if, if that
0: answers your question. Yeah. Unreal. Leah, you've been easily one of the greatest guests we've ever had on the podcast. Oh, no, you've been <laughs> absolutely on, super. And <laughs> I really want to applaud you, one for... Your journey so far, I think it's absolutely unreal. And secondly, I want to thank you on behalf of the millions of listeners that we have um, (laughs) for being so honest and upfront um, about a wide range of topics, mate. But uh, good luck for the season and good luck for life, mate. Well done. Thanks for having
1: me a big think-off.